what would we name our kids one day? Like things like that. Like that's really sweet. My mom I think- says I can only use names in the bloodline. <laughs> oh my God. Can you run off a few for me? Like why is wet and gushy better than wet ass? <laughs> that's some wet and gushy. That's like gross. Say like succulent and moist. Why would you rather them say su- why would you rather them say succulent and moist over wet and gushy? What's up guys? Welcome to episode 76 of Dropouts. Um they're talking about the WAP song and the clean version versus what the hell? He said he would rather succulent and moist. I just wet and gushy. Succulent and moist. So I mean, so in so in the WAP in the Kids Bop version they say what do they say? No, that's not in the kids. It's just in the clean like, version. Did they ever make a kids they version? They did. The- oh. No, they didn't. I think they did. did. Okay. No, there was some really inappropriate song that they made a kids bop version to. Oh, hot in here. By <laughs> oh, <laughs> so just kidding. <laughs> really? Oh my! I don't God. think so. <laughs> I think there's a line. Like there's like, yeah, you could make like to the window, to the wall, drop a sweat, drop down, and you can make that kid friendly. But like, there's some songs that's just like you can't make kid friendly. Like blunt force castration by Cannibal Corpse. All right, you hit some what? intro music. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> John, we bring you on this podcast not to talk about castration. Can I keep you know it? that. Just, <laughs> it's the first rule of this podcast is not to talk about castration. You already broke it. Jared, on the fly right now, huh? Rewrite. That's What's like tree. one of the raunchiest you lyrics past. you can think of? What's what? One of the like, ra- like. Gobble it, swabble it. Yeah, what? gobble, gobble what is that Thanksgiving edition? <laughs> gobble me, swallow me, drip down, down the, the side of me. Quit, okay, out, now what's the kids' bot version of, of that? What's the uh, um? So okay, wait, gobble me, official? swallow me. <laughs> okay. Gobble me, swallow me. Okay, uh, drip down, down the, the side of, of me. me. Okay, quick uh, pull. Yeah, just kid quick pull out that. for you. Let it get inside of me. Oh my! Oh shit! Okay, let's take it line by line. Gobble me, swallow me. Okay. We're gonna say gobble. Um, you can make, you can say gobble, and you could just like do it. Uh, make it a holiday song. Yeah, I think this is a Thanksgiving pitch. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, I mean, okay. gobble me, but gobble me, swallow me, drip down the side of me. That could okay. be. That, yeah, that's like dressing. It could be, it could be yeah. gravy. Cranberry sauce. I think it's all in changing the music video. Interesting. Same lyrics. So it's all about the imagery. <laughs> so okay. Yeah. Okay. Quick wait. Wait. Pull out before you let it get inside of me. Yeah, that's turkey basting. Wet moist turkey. Yeah. We're Ill, getting guys. somewhere. No, that I don't think we are. Turkey. Can someone yeah, okay. animate this? I want to see a Thanksgiving version of WAP, but it's all about. You know what Jared told me today? What? He told me that um, the first time he went to go be physical with a woman, he didn't understand how condoms work. So he put it on uh, at his house. And then when he got there, he still had it on like under. <laughs> are you I'm serious? Not- I'm not even going along with this bit. <laughs> Fuck you. <laughs> okay. But how funny would that be? That would have oh, been hilarious. I fully okay. believed him. Okay. But I fully believed listen, him. I let you say some shit on this podcast, but I draw the line there. I fully believed him because that sounds like exactly what you'd do. All right. I could see well, it, but no, I, okay. my shit list. <laughs> no, but I could see it like somebody doing that. It's going to be like their first time. They're nervous. They don't understand that you put it on the moment. It's like, okay, I want to be safe. So they put it on like before they go out, they're like this way. There's no way we can't be safe. Exactly. That's hilarious. It's kind of like um, that. Uh, the J Cole song, wet dreams where he's like, where he talks about practicing, put it on. He just practices and leaves it on the night that he's about to get it on. Mm. He doesn't mm. leave it on. 
No, that's... Oh, okay, I'm up. I'm caught up. I'm caught caught up. up. Okay. I don't listen to J. Cole. I... Who do you listen to exclusively? (laughs) Let's talk about... Your, your Spotify wrapped. Oh, my Spotify wrapped. <laughs> Let's rap. not who is, talk about Spotify. Who is your top artist, John? Look, I got to tell you all Let's the most. Let's learn can more I, about can John. Can I tell a little story while he pulls that up? Sure. Um, You know how we're talking about J. Cole Wet Dreams? Mm-hmm. I remember being obsessed with that song in like the seventh or eighth grade when it came out, or maybe even before then. Your like, parents should have monitored what you did. 100%. <laughs> my parents wouldn't let me buy explicit music on iTunes until I turn until I got a job. So my friend Skylar and I, we would <laughs> we would rip uh, music off LimeWire and we put it on a CD in the car. And like before this just sounds really lame. We listen to hardcore rap before tennis matches, like in middle <laughs> oh, school. And my mom would drive us there. And then my mom would get my mom is a very Christian woman, so she'd get very mad if there's any cuss words. So every anytime there's a cuss word, me and Scarlett had the had her hand on the dial. And anytime there's a cuss word, we turn it down real quick, and then we turn it back up. And if she heard one cuss word, she would press eject and throw it out the window. <laughs> the LimeWire CDs. Yeah, because if there's one cuss word, she's like, it's out. So See, my version what, were you turning it down every other word? Like, yeah, it was a lot of Lil Wayne. <laughs> so it was- uh, Before Spotify was too popular, I got Spotify. I've been using Spotify since the sixth grade. So before it was like really monitored or like. Look at John. Before it was really monitored or like um, what Spotify is today, you could drag the music out and drop it onto your desktop and immediately would download the song for free. So that's like how people would share songs. Like one person had a Spotify account in the sixth grade. We'd all just airdrop each other's songs because you could illegally download it from Spotify back then. I that's, how I, that's how I used to listen to all my music. I remember Bluetoothing 30 second song, 30 second clips of Justin Bieber songs as ringtones on my Motorola flip phone. <laughs> I don't even what, know what that means. What what Justin Bieber songs? I think I had one less lonely girl was my ringtone. Shut the hell up! Wait, that You're was telling me. that's actually that's actually a bold. Tr- were you made fun of in school for doing that? Because liking Justin Bieber as a boy, especially in the south. No, no in the south and at our age, when because he was hated for a while. He now oh, he's revered. Dude. Now I always I've respected him as an artist since the beginning. <laughs> No, you had your hair a little bit long. You came into school. Someone's like, you and, look like Bieber. And, and then it has it's the downhill. Same, you have the same initials as him, JB. I got roasted alive just for having the same initials as Justin Bieber. Yeah, and the, and before them, the Jonas Brothers. Yeah. You got roasted alive for being a JB too. Did you guys watch the Jonas Brothers roast on Netflix? No. Did you watch Chasing you? Happiness? I did. What? you watch the documentary Chasing Happiness on no. Amazon? No. Chasing, chasing Dreams? What is it? Chasing Happiness. Happiness. What's it about? No. What is up with you and your like fascination for like boy bands and like mainstream music, but almost to a point where it's not mainstream? You, what? pattern. <laughs> <laughs> like you're, you've been a Swifty, I feel like before the Swifty. How do you feel about All Too Well? It's good. <laughs> do you know what I love about you, John? What? Is that your voice changes, your face doesn't. What? This is what you do. Really? What? It's like oh. ventricle, like it, ventriloquism. Yeah, like, yeah. Can we do a little role play? Yes. So I kind of want to see like your different faces when you're in different acts of life. So Jared's going to be your participant. He could be your mom. He could be your lover. He could be whatever the situation <laughs> is. He's a placeholder for that. Okay. Okay. He's not actually those things. So, <laughs> so you have to tell your mom that you're terminally ill, unfortunately. I want to see if you actually change face at all. If you're just going to be like, yeah, it's going to be over for me. Let me get into character. <laughs> um, 
I'm dying. No, John. <laughs> no? John. Would you just go to the point if it was actually your actual mom? You'd break it down. For I her. don't know. That's like such an obstacle. Okay, well, tell me. Can you? Okay, can we? Let's change it. The terminally terminally ill thing was a little dark. Yeah, it was a little dark. I I was just trying to make something serious. Okay, he's. You guys have been flirting all night, and it's kind of going to the next <laughs> step. Like, how do you invite him to the bedroom? How do you fill out the vibe conversationally? And like, well, I want to see what your face kind of looks like, and if. <laughs> I'm kind of curious about this. And if too. you're still monotone through it. I want to know how you flirt with someone. John goes on some dates. Yeah, can I you know. flirt with him? First of all, I don't. Okay. I mean, we know it's hiding in that fanny pack. <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't. What do you define a date? Define a date. Define I'll tell you what I, I. You're taking me out, John. You guys are okay, at a bar. We you out. guys are at a bar having drinks. Okay, so I feel like I get in these situations and like. We sit down and we start talking and it's just like we're homies. Are you getting friends? You get friends on the way. Saying. I feel like no, I get I feel friends like, on the second I walk in the door. Why is that? I feel like a lot of girls talk to guys like that though. They're not like, oh my God. Unless you're like an absolute. What are you about to say? I'm not. Not you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm saying like girls don't really like talk to guys in like a. <laughs> oh my God. Like Unless yeah. they're what? Unless what? Yeah. For what? the streets. For the streaks? For, Street. <laughs> <laughs> oh, for, for Snapchat streaks? For the streets. Oh, so what you're saying streets? like per permissive girls talk like that. Mm -hmm. Promiscuous. Perm I was like uh, permissive. <laughs> <laughs> like for the streets means you're like you, you're working a corner. You're can, can I actually? Yeah, I just feel like that kind of, I feel like like all that like judgment labeling any sort of like choice of expression sexually is like oh, i forget you're very politically correct and a good person i literally just said blunt force castration <laughs> <laughs> no i do want to can, can, can i visually see your flirting real quick I, so this is how th let's pretend jared and i are on we've we've exchanged information on a dating app okay and which dating down app? the first time. it's important because each one has their own like little like uh, connotation to it, you know? Right. So where'd I meet you? So, okay, this is the someone I met on Thursday. Um, we had like three messages between each other. And then I was like, oh, let's unpack this over drinks. And she's like, cool. And so I walk up to the bar. Okay. This is and Jared. she's standing outside. I am, I'm standing. And yeah. so this is how it goes. I'm on my phone walking up. What Do I say something to you? Jared? John? Yeah. Hey, it's nice to see you. Yeah, this is, uh, uh, I heard this is a cool place. Um, <laughs> you want to go inside now? <laughs> yeah, let's, let's go inside. Okay. And then do you want to be the host? Hey, so table for two, I assume? Uh, we're just getting drinks tonight. So. Oh, no problem. Go ahead and self-seat at our bar. Uh, cool. A after you? Oh, thank you. Um, so if then you don't pull she, the, if you don't pull the chair out for me, I'm going to be... Picked. Well, when she, she, so this, this host lets us in the bar area and there are no seats except one half of a booth like this in the back corner in the dark facing the wall. <laughs> it is the only seat available. So you and guys are just both looking at the wall together. So we're, we're both, we're, and then we're talking like, like if I was sitting next to you That's on awkward. this and we're in a corner and we're just like looking at each other, and then if we turn forward, the wall is right there. <laughs> oh, my God. And so I'm, like, talking to this person like this all night in the dark corner, and, okay, then it went like this. Um, okay. So how long have you been in L.A.? 
Always. Oh, like a couple of years. How about you? Same. Um, where are you from? I'm from Ohio. Oh, where okay. Where are you from? I'm from Mississippi. Whoa, what part? Uh, the down south, like an hour from the coast. What about you? Where are you I didn't Ohio? know Mississippi was on a coast. Yeah, I I'm, didn't know I'm, that either. I'm bi-coastal. <laughs> uh, the Gulf Coast and the West Coast. <laughs> so what kind of wine do you want? So the, there wasn't a second date. Uh, I don't even know if you can call it a date because it's like. It was just it's, so painful. It's not romantic. It's just like meeting someone and then it's like your friend. You have said that recently you don't know if romance is your thing. Right now. But you used to be, I like, we connected because we were giant like saps together. You once called Zach and I to be waiters. So so one, so John calls me one day and he's calls like, what was it Valentine's us? Day? It was Valentine's Day. He's like, um, can Indy and Zach, can you guys be fake waiters for this restaurant? I'm going to set up on a rooftop for this girl that I like. And I, and I made a full menu. You guys bring out the wine and food. And, you know, that was that was a beautiful, tranquil. Like, how do you how do you go from Bullshit, that no. to saying that rom- you don't think romance, romance is Romance just isn't your thing right now. And well, that's okay. That's okay. I, you want to know how many freaking hours I put into that fake restaurant? And the that- macaroni and cheese uh, pizza, pizza that you made? Yeah. I think it's time to say it wasn't good. <laughs> <laughs> it was not good. Hey, you made a good. macaroni and cheese pizza. Craft mac and cheese day. on top. No, of it wasn't craft. It oh, was sorry. way worse. It was bad. It, it was, was bad. so bad, man. She acted like it was good. Well, yeah, she well, she's nice. you know what I mean. Was, uh, she's not nice. Uh, sorry. <laughs> we'll just I love what we'll John gets uncomfortable. She's nice. <laughs> there we go. She. <laughs> Yo, okay, fine. I'm sorry. You should have heard. Why that dish? Because it's her favorite. I had this memory. So, okay, but okay, when we got there, the macaroni and cheese had already been cooked and sitting there for it felt like an hour. No way. <laughs> then, because it was, you know, that when macaroni and cheese has been sitting there for a while, it's, it's, got, like, that, it's got like a tint of a weird color now. And it looks like a tint of kinda, the orange on top. It kind of looks like Kevin like Durant, a, like a little ashy. It kind of goes like a little <laughs> matte. A yes. little. Yeah. Yes, it definitely Where, like, had that. it dries up. And you have to mix it to make it look. Yeah. It definitely had that. Oh, okay. A little stale. And then, okay, so we put that on top. <laughs> Sounds like I And then we serve it. I remember being stale. I The gesture was the beautiful part. You had romantic Italian music playing. You had waiters. You had it under the stars. You had really, really dry bread. With- oh, and your salad, man. What was wrong with the salad? Bottom tier. <laughs> what did he get? Why are like, just not telling me this? <laughs> did he, did he get, so basically, the food I made was trash. trash. No, but, but when I say that, that I think that would have added to my experience if I was the girl. I'd be like, this is so cute that like nothing like tasted good. All the food good. was bad. Mm-hmm. I would have loved it. Hey, as what like, happened to the dropout son? Oh. <laughs> Hey, <laughs> magic. I think and we then, need to break this down. Why do you think you get friend zoned? Um, I think it's because uh, I think it's because the Lord is protecting me no, <laughs> from what. <laughs> No, I think it's because from a broken heart. No, I just think it's like you don't have, you don't have any inkling. No, I I don't. <laughs> I think <laughs> I, I I think I think it might be because I feel like you get into the intellectual conversation very early and of interest and things like that instead of like insinuating flirting. Oh, I think that so might you be think it. That people just sit down with me and think they're in a job interview. Possibly, then, possibly, but it's more it's more fun than that. I don't think it's as I technical. Think, Way to go. Um, I think 
I think we, we share a lot of similarities in that because I also feel like I get friend zone a lot. Okay, yeah. Right? And I think it's because when I sit down with somebody, like if I go on a date with them, I genuinely want to get to know this person. Mm-hmm. And so I ask them a million questions about themselves. Like, where are you from? What'd you do? Blah, blah, blah. And then, but yeah, then I forget to like be flirty and whatever. And then I think that's, I think that's. Indy, can you give him some flirting tips? So if you were. I, okay. That, let's see where this is going. Indy, can you give him some <laughs> flirting tips? Okay. Like, how um, do you know, like when a guy, when, how do you know it's end zone? Friend zone. Friend zone. Okay. End zone, friend zone. Yeah. Which one? Okay. Uh, start asking me some questions. Like, okay. You guys, this is I, the first so date. This is, ask me a question. First date. Yes. Yeah. Just like pretend you never met her. Don't get nervous. <laughs> get nervous. So where are you from? I'm actually from Australia. I was born and raised there. Oh, um, I've seen a crocodile Dundee. Oh, for fuck's sake. <laughs> Reel it in, John. <laughs> is that how you, what you would okay, actually ready, say? Okay, ready, ready, ready? No, this is what you should say. Wow, I've heard the people there are super, super nice. I mean, clearly. Oh, okay. That's I never would have nice. said that. <laughs> but never. like, Okay, let me try again. Let me try again. Where are you from? I'm actually from Australia. <laughs> <laughs> John! Sorry. I had you looked like you had an opinion without saying it. You went... <laughs> It looks like you want to walk out. <laughs> what does that mean? I, I just, uh, uh, so where are you from? Okay. <laughs> Can I tell you when, like, when she said that, I was thinking about what I would say. And legitimately, the first thing that came to my head was I was going to be like, Crocky, you're a long way from home. <laughs> <laughs> That's why both of you, it's not working out. Okay, Zach. Wait. Ask me where I'm from. Hey, where are you from? Uh, I'm actually from Australia. Well, listen, if this goes well, maybe we could uh, visit it. One day together. Guys, it's not hard. That is not, that's, that is way, if you said, if you, if you <laughs> It's all said, about context of how you say it though. Yeah. Like, obviously we're not going to go there together. Be like, be like oh, I kind of wanted to go. Maybe I need, I, uh, you could be my tour guide. Go to Australia? Yeah. I'd maybe love, you could be my tour guide. Like. Yeah, but it's not in like a sexual way. It's just like, it's, like a, it's just like a little, like it's you're, like an you're insinuating yeah. that you want to spend more time with them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. I, I do like, I like, can we do more of these questions? I, I find it fascinating. I want I this, wanna see how continue this first date. Keep going. Okay, okay. Um, what do you do? We can rotate. This is no, yours. no, no, no. This is your, this is this your is bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're got to find love. So what do you, what do you do? Um, I'm an actress. I'm a singer, songwriter. Um, I I guess I kind of model too. It's I hate saying that. I feel pretentious. That's no, that's fine. My mom did some modeling. <laughs> 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 <Yeah>. No. <laughs> oh shit, John, is this how you really respond? Yeah, that was honest. Oh, no. What's wrong with that? <laughs> oh, that's fine. My mom used to model. She did in the eighties. <laughs> you want to see the her portfolio? Okay, fine. fine. What, um. What are your um, what are some of your musical influences? Oh, <laughs> no, that's a good question. No, I know it's just the way he says it. I you don't know how much I'm enjoying this. Please go on. Okay, I really like musical theater. Actually, I love musicals. Really? What's your favorite musical? Oh, okay, that's a tough question. Oh, there's light. There's okay. there's some what sparks okay. here. It's gonna be a basic answer, and you can't that's judge fine. me for this. That's fine. I really like Hamilton. It was okay. I, it it's a good it's a good classic. Basic answer, but like, give me an in depth reason why. Oh, I think that the way they, the like the way they did the music in that was so n- new. Like I've never heard a musical done like that. For one, for two, I really enjoyed that the entire thing was. Okay, I'm sorry. We shouldn't actually. No, no, keep me. going. I, this is yeah, fascinating. This is, we're getting a okay. spark. I really enjoyed. That Wait, the, can I just interject really quick? I think what's beautiful. I think is what you need to work on. You need to keep asking questions till you find something you're also passionate about, mm-hmm. and then you guys can go work okay. off that. That's okay. good. Okay, go keep going. Um, 
I just really like how the music was done in it. And I think that the amount of time and effort that was like Lin-Manuel Miranda put into that musical was incredible. Another one I also really like, okay. Dream Girls. Dream Girls, great musical. You got me that record. I did. Well, hey, nice. this is the first time we know each other. I've been looking oh. for the original broadcast, Broadway, Broadway cast record for, I can't tell you how long. I'm, I love collecting vinyls. That's crazy. I have a copy in my apartment. Really? That's <laughs> say, do you want to come see it? No, 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 no. He should say, well, I know this really great record store. We should go sometime. Beautiful. So like, but if we just met, is it too soon to suggest that we hang out again? No. No. Because it doesn't mean you no, have to. No, because you're obviously on the date now and it's kind of going well. You'd be like, no, we should definitely go check it out sometime. I, I, I'm looking for a record, buddy. Uh, by the way. So what if I'm, as the conversation is going, like what if you're deciding like, I'm not interested. I don't know where I'm at. I, uh, Jared and I have been reading a book, How to Not Die Alone. Um, we genuinely have. And they in the book, they say, always go on the second date, no matter what. I just don't know how I feel about that. About go, not... Or because you never need to go on another on one because anybody can be awkward well, on the first date. What's the point of it? What's the point of dating? So you don't sorry. die alone? Is that the point of dating? So you don't die alone? I think no. it... No, this, no. Is, this is my point of dating is to find someone where there's a partnership and I like experiencing other things with people in a long-term setting. So we both have this set of memories for a long time that we can both look back on and fondly. And like we can like talk deeply about those experiences we had because we experienced them together. And we can grow together and we can talk Uplift about... Uplift each other. Yeah. So partnership is yeah. what you value. What about, what about you? like partnership with your friends? No, it's it's, it's 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 a very it's, different thing. Like I'm not gonna sit down at night. Like I'm not gonna lay in bed at night and talk about my hopes and dreams with Jared. What the hell are we talking about? <laughs> how do we, how do we, I'm so lost. I missed a chapter. But like, just like here, you know what I mean? Like laying in bed with with a girl and and just talking about your day. Like there's some intimate connection that you can't necessarily have with like your best friend yeah. in that setting. Or like how having dreams and about the future. Like this is okay from a, from a girl's like it is the cutest thing to lay in bed with your partner and be like. What would we name our kids one day? Like things like that. Like that's really sweet. My mom I think says I can only use names in the bloodline. <laughs> oh my god! Can you run off a few for me? Well, if you and I got married, the only way I can add new names to my bloodline is if I use names for my partner. What does that mean? So, like, if Zach and I had a kid, what is the name of what's what's uh? Give me your a relative's name. Gina, my mom. Like, so you can't like, so if no one in your family, no relative is named Jacob, you can't name your kid Jacob? Right. What about my family? Why? But I can use my partner's names. Why? Because names are powerful. Uh, I don't know. She told me it's at Thanksgiving a couple years ago. <laughs> Holy shit. Okay. What is I, she going to do if you go off the script? I don't know if I will. What would you go with now if you were to have a kid? Um, I think Anne Weekly is a really nice name. What? Why'd you breathe so aggressively <laughs> into the mic? I didn't. Yes, you did. Yes, you did. That it sounded me. like a goddamn wind tunnel. That wasn't me. If you and Jared had a kid, <laughs> what names from your bloodlines would you combine? Auntie and Christ. What? <laughs> what? Uh, yeah. Is Auntie who's Auntie's bloodline? Yours or hers? Your, de your deadpan <laughs> sarcasm, because I know you're an intelligent person. And I, I know it's deadpan sarcasm, but, but do other people see it as like, John's not with us right now? It depends on who it is. It depends on how long I've been interacting with them. Gotcha. When I was working at the movie theater, I would try to tell people, um, they would say like, do you give out blankets? And I was like, um, no, unfortunately you have to buy one on the app. 
Um, and they'd say, oh, how much is it? And I would say, the bargain price of $20. And they would say, $20? And I would say, you're purchasing Legacy tonight. You can give this to your children. <laughs> and, and that so went over well. <laughs> not very often. Sometimes, I would have laughed so hard. So, sometimes they would laugh like that. And then sometimes they'd be like, <laughs> and walk away. You didn't sell a lot of blankets, did you? I did. We got to talk about kickball today. Oh, yeah. We did play kickball today. That looks like so much fun. You have to come play next time. Andy. I will. I had work today, it, but it got way too passionate out there. It got, I was, it was starting to get heated. I was the second pick in the draft, which I didn't think was going to happen, but it made you me feel good. You were first pick in the draft. I was second pick second in the draft. Pick. Oh, sorry. Second first pick, Scotty. Scotty. Jared, you were third. I know. Who would have thought? That's impressive. I was last. <laughs> <laughs> Why do you think that is? I think they did it to spite me. I think that I honestly think that was the best way that could have gone because if somebody was genuinely picked, like they picked you last because as a gag, but imagine if someone was actually picked last. Yeah, that would yeah, have crushed true. some people. Were any of you guys actually picked last in school? Are you kidding Jared, me? Look at I you. was two hundred and forty pounds until the eleventh grade. Of course, I was picked last. You must have been picked first in tackle. Forty pounds. But what if it was like a pie eating yeah. contest? I don't like pie. So, John, why were you picked last in school? You don't seem like a weak breed. Yeah, it, read the shirt. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Did you wear things like that to the sports? No. I just, uh, when I was small, I was a small kid. How big were you? When did you hit puberty? Uh, like 15. You're a late bloomer. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Do you think that's where your friend zone, friend zoning started? Because it's like, okay, he's kind of the smaller kid and, you know, usually for women, that's not as... Um, flaming for their loins. <laughs> so, you could have said anything else but that, Zach. Uh, I did have, like, in preschool, I had, like, three best friends that were girls. Oh, you grew up with girl best friends? Yeah. So they all kind of trusted oh. you. I have a lot, a lot of, I'm friends with a lot of women now. I'd yeah. Say. Well, like, I mean, I know at least for myself, I grew up with moms, so I was just automatic, like two moms. Sure. So I was automatically more comfortable with women than I was with men. With, with any friends that you have that are girls, do you ever have, do you always have a thought of like, oh, I wonder what it would be like to be with them? Or is it just, are you able to just keep it as friends? Like never a thought of something like that. I feel like um, it's always a thought in everyone's brain. Maybe at first, but I feel like, the women that I'm friends with, like the boundaries are really clear. Like we're friends. Yeah, yeah. And he thinks about it all the time. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> he doesn't even want to look in my direction. Put a barrier up. You think about it if you think that it could go that way, but not if there's clear distinctions in friendships. And normally, have, have there always been very clear distinction in female friendships for you? Like, do you think guys and girls can be just friends? Yes. I'm saying, do you think it matters in attractiveness level, though? Like, if you're not... No. If you don't... Okay, if someone's, like, a, a, an 11 out of 10, do you think it's hard to be just friends because those thoughts are always there, or are you able to shut that off as well? I think, like, once you get, like, a form of, like, mutual respect for each other as individuals and, like, understand the boundaries and, like, understand the place you feel in each other's lives, then, like... Crossing those lines is not. Do you think you can be attracted to someone and just be their friend? I think yeah. that was the most mature answer that's ever been given on this podcast. <laughs> I I think you can. I think I'm just asking questions. I don't have an opinion. What was the last question? Do you think you can be attracted to someone and just be friends? Yeah. 
Yeah, definitely. I think you can acknowledge. I think attraction. I think attraction is not attraction. Doesn't have to be a sexual thing. Yeah, like yeah. you can say somebody's attractive and not want to sleep with them. Right. But I think it's when it crosses the boundary of I want to sleep with that person and I like that person is when friendships start to get a little messy. And I think that when you're younger, you immediately associate any sort of connection with someone of that you're interested in as like, as a sexual feeling. Yeah. Yeah, because your hormones are raging. But like I think when you are older, oh, so you're not you don't understand those feelings yet. When you're older, you can appreciate somebody's looks without being like I want to be with that person. Right. So like you can acknowledge that someone. Like, I acknowledge that you're a beautiful Zach. <laughs> but if I asked you on a date, you wouldn't go? Honestly, I wouldn't know if it was a date or not. <laughs> We've been over this, Zach. <laughs> We've seen what his dates are like. <laughs> I think it just comes down to, like, self-control, really. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Like, because it's like you can be attracted to a person, whether it's just, like, objective attractiveness or there is a sexual, like, want there. Um, but it's just like, you know... A lot of times, like, especially, you know, in today's, like, our culture and stuff like that, like, if you do make an advancement, like, you have to understand the risks that are associated with that. Like, if you are friends with that person, if they don't reciprocate those same feelings. So the self-control comes in where it's like, do I value this person's friendship over my attraction to them? But I also have a, a statement that I, I'm contradicting myself in my statement, but I would like to bring it to attention I think Michael B. Jordan is a very sexy man. I take. <laughs> bringing that up, I guess. Yeah. No, no, but hear me out. Not, not, not. Okay, sorry, you that was aggressive. If I were to ever meet Michael B. Jordan in person, I think we could easily be just friends. Like, so I think it's about like where you meet Michael B. Jordan. I think that you can think someone is attractive, and I think maybe you can potentially even want to sleep with a person. But I think it's the emotional connection. That is what screws up a friendship. No, I'm confused as to I'm what saying, you're saying. Do you remember how I said earlier, it's when you can uh, admit somebody is attractive and then the sexual attraction is where it starts to make a friendship messy. Okay. I now disagree with my statement. I don't think that's true. I think that you can think someone's attractive. I think you can maybe even think someone's sexually attractive. Okay. And okay. not, and so not ruin a friendship. Saying. So you're saying like like when when there's like a friends with benefits thing going yeah, on right that's and then when i yeah a friends with benefits it's kind of like communism you know it works flawlessly on paper you know or like whatever that saying is you know but then but we're human everybody has emotions everybody has you know attractions and stuff like that then like in that friends with benefits thing one person catches feelings the emotional aspect of it and then the whole thing gets ruined yes. because that's not what they agreed upon the, well, I want to talk about something. The Friends with Benefits Manifesto by Jared Bain. <laughs> Have, has anyone here been in a Friends with Benefits situation? Yeah. Have you? Yeah. Did you like it? Yeah, no. we liked it. <laughs> did, did you catch feelings? Of course I caught feelings. <laughs> it's me. So it's not Friends with Benefits. It's It started off Friends with Benefits, and then I caught wait, feelings. Wait, and I, then. What kind of benefits? Like health insurance? Dental. Dental. Yeah. But how do you think I got these? You the gave smile. her that crest? Mm. Teeth whining? Um... <laughs> No, okay, and I did. I did want to talk about. <laughs> I did want to talk about. So with social media and so many options, and like all the Tinder and all that, and so many options of women, or or men or whatever. Or whoever the eighty twenty thing. Yeah, kind of like the eighty twenty rule. What's with, the eighty twenty rule? Okay, well, let me explain it like this: When you want to go out to a restaurant, and when you can only pick from three restaurants, like 
when you have your pick of the restaurant, you're like, all right, I made my pick. Yeah, this is exactly what I wanted. But now there's a thousand restaurants. You're like, oh, am I sure I wanted to eat here? It's my birthday. Did I, am I sure I wanted that? So when you're in a relationship, how do you like tame down those feelings and know that you made the right choice, even though there's like so much else out there? I, somebody told me this term, dating to grow, which is, like, I don't remember who it was, but it was like, because I've always thought you like date to marry. But. I like that better because I don't think dating to marry is a good way of thinking about it because I feel like in your mind, there's going to be associated with an end goal. So once you get married, it's like, okay, well, what now? I, and that's the whole point is if if that is the ultimate end goal of it, then like why would you spend a year, a year and a half, two years with somebody that's not your Oscar? Yeah, but I, w- yeah. I think I was more asking once you're in a relationship, how do you... How do you not have like promiscuous? I think it's choice. I don't think it's choice. You don't? What What do you, oh, you think it's choice that you have to choose to be loyal to, to this person? You have to choose to do these things? Yeah. I think it's half a choice and half it's, I don't think that you should be having those thoughts about You think like people. if you're like really in love and like really with the one, your Oscar, like blinders should automatically be on. I don't think blinders should be on, but I, I don't think that, I don't know. Like, I don't think. I, well, I think that's. A, I mean, that's. It's a human experience. I don't think you can put like. I don't think you can put a but stamp how have, on how, how have it, you put you. How have you put yourself in a situation to start falling for somebody else? If no, no, not falling for somebody else, but, but like like somebody else like that. But I don't think. I think it's a human. Like, I don't know. I don't think you have any control over that. Like, I think you do. One hundred percent. No, I well, think no. Okay, okay there's a J Cole song called "Love Yours." I think that's what they're talking about. No, but it's like if you're in a relationship and you're you realize that you're having a conversation with somebody and that person is flirting with you and you find yourself flirting back because you're- No, attra- not that yourself, no, no, that's yeah, acting like on you it. You find yourself like, you're like, oh, I like that person. No, but that's acting on it. I'm saying like, that's acting- so like, how else I, would you find out if you liked someone then? No, like you can be attracted and like someone and then have thoughts of like, okay, is the one I'm with or should I like pursue other things? I'm having these feelings about other people. But the J. Cole song, he's like, you're not going to be happy till you love yours. He's like, there's going to be badder girls out on the tour. There's going to be all this. He's like, but once you commit, that's like where the true love is Mm. because there's always going to be someone prettier, someone smarter, someone honestly like funnier, blah, blah, blah. But like once you commit, that's like the beautiful thing about a relationship. But is it also, but it also can, okay. It's all about acting. I don't think you can put down those emotions because you're honestly just going to have chemistry with someone. Yeah. And you're like, you can be, you can notice and be like, okay, if I pursued this, I could definitely see that we'd be probably attracted to each other and compatible. But I noticed that, but I'm not going to act on it. I, I don't think you can, I don't think you can dismiss that. I think, but I, I like to think that there's a point in your life when I love reading actor autobiographies um, and Rob Lowe and Brian Cranston. Like the way they talk about, well, Brian Cranston's a little bit different, but Rob Lowe and Matthew McConaughey too in Greenlight. Um, the way they talk about like marrying their wife is like, you know, they spent five, 10 years doing the single thing and like having those experiences, having the people on tour, like you're saying about the J. Cole song. And then they hit a point where that was not bringing them the fulfillment anymore and like they getting married and having children was like the next big adventure like the next big thing that's like gonna excite you and gonna bring you joy and like i think that that correlates to maturity self-control the phase of your life where 
like if I'm 42, I hope that I'm going to say being committed to one person is, is way more enjoyable, way more fulfilling, exactly what I want to be doing instead of meeting some random person and sitting in a corner booth and staring at a wall. <laughs> but I, I'm saying at the, at the chance of being more compatible. I don't, I think that that's that because you've done it and you've experienced it, you're committing to keeping what you have. Cause it's great. I was very committed in my last relationship and it was the worst thing I could ever be in. But I thought that like, yeah, some people settle, but that's over and that's not your Oscar. No, I understand that, but I'm saying that a lot of people, if you have that mindset of, I clearly have chemistry with this person, but I'm with this other person because I committed to this person. And I think that's why there are second marriages. <laughs> <laughs> Shout out Gina Thornton, my mom. How Shout you doing? divorce. I think it's just about like opportunity costs. And like, if you're, you have to know what you have in order to like kind of what I was saying about like the self-control and like risking the friends thing, you know, like if you're committed to somebody, you have to weigh how much you care about that person, what their love means to you and everything compared to what you even are you willing think. to risk it? Yeah. Are you willing like to, you're risk willing it? to go all in and bet your money or exactly. I don't think you could ever not. I like, I truly, I don't think that, I, th I just think a lot of young people are going to be struggling now, especially with social media and everything, committing I, to one person because they see if so that's what they options. want to do. I know there's like multiple relationships people can have and I'm not like polyamorous. I, I, yeah, I'm just talking like about that. what I know. I, I, I think there comes to a point where you've explored enough options. I could also, I could see that. But I know, I just, yeah, I just don't know how, like the mental health of relationships of young people now and in the future when they see like all these like fake relationships online when people are only showing their best and like, mm -hmm. Oh, we don't have that. So our relationship might not, must not be good. Even though you don't see the yeah, behind that's the super scenes damaging. and things like that. Us as humans, like we are social <laughs> animals. Bless you. Thanks. We are social like animals. Like we we're meant to be like a herd and like in tribes and stuff like that. But we were never, I don't think like evolutionary, like we were never meant to be able to connect with this many people. Right? Does that make sense? No, yeah. I mean, I've read the studies of we're only supposed to be in tribes of like 100 or 200. Yeah. And I think that's that's when you know you found your person is because in that tribe, like that was the best of like these amount of people and you can make that work. Where now the tribe is 20 million people. It's like, I have all this potential. I have all this. Am I sure I'm making the right choice? And then and the ours fact. are really... And then, I don't know. I don't like that you can grade your relationship based on other people's fake relationships mm -hmm. now. It's, I don't know. It's, it feels yeah, very Yeah, I think that's really, really toxic. I think because looking at online, people just post the perfect highlights. Like I literally remember sometimes like posting things with a person or whatever and being like, and then behind the scenes, we we're having the worst arguments of our lives or that person yeah. was such a piece of shit to me or we weren't even talking. But nobody really knows that. They just see what, what is put out and that's extremely damaging. Yeah, I'm just trying to think of, I don't know, I think there's a lot of struggles of the kids and like what they're going to grow up with and even what we grew up with of what's real and what's a comp, like what are we able to accomplish and are we judging ourselves because we're not accomplishing things that that doesn't even actually exist. What what are you what are you looking for in your ideal relationship? In my ideal relationship or ideal like life partner? So isn't that the same thing? I I read this book called Single Married. No, sorry, wrong order. Single 
dating, engaged, married. And it's from like a it's from like a very Christian perspective. Are you Christian? I like believe in God and Are you practicing? Like do you go to church? I I don't know how I feel about organized religion. Um but I like definitely believe in a higher power. But there's just like a lot of stuff correlated with organized religion and some things that uh I feel uncertain about as truth. Speaking of organized religion, did you see that um they were doing some repairs to one of the bathrooms in uh the Lakeview church, like Joel Osteen's church, and they replaced one of the toilets and when they pulled it out of the wall, fifty envelopes of cash fell out of the wall. And they're thinking it's connected to in twenty fourteen when six hundred thousand dollars in donations went missing. Is that true? Yeah. Like it was literally just reported on the news. Like he's being questioned by the cops and everything right now. I'd like I'm not saying that he had anything to do with it. Going to do with that money in the wall. But I mean, you put it there until you need it. I need it. <laughs> I I could use. Do you think they have money in our what, walls? What a inconvenient way to try and access money. Well, Save that would, for later. And I don't know what's on the other side of that wall. Like uh, like that was just they happened to go through the bathroom and like they weren't looking for it. So on the other side of the wall, there could be a door that has all the money there or whatever. But I just thought that was interesting because, like, I know people's takes on, um, like, mega churches like that can be kind of polarizing. Oh, I was reading this book, and it said that the author was saying that one of the main questions he's asked is, when should I make it official? And his answer is, whenever you are able to see yourself wanting to get married within six months of making it official. What? Wow. Whoa. I mean, a little wild. I kind of agree with that though. Like so you, you have think you should make it official with like a partner being like, you're my girlfriend six months before you see yourself well, getting married. If you, ma- if you make it official with an individual, like it's one thing if you're dating to grow and like, but if you're like committing to someone and, and, being in a relationship, then it goes one of two ways. It's either forever or it goes down in flames. All right, T. <laughs> um, no, but so if you're going to commit to relationship, then he's saying, he's arguing that as an individual, you should be at a place where you're willing to be married. I think I disagree. I disagree I with disagree. that because people typically, I think the whole point for years. Yeah, I think the before, whole point of being in a relationship is figuring it out it's like i'm committed to this person to figure so we're just going to be alone together to see if this is going to work out but it doesn't have to it doesn't have to work out no it doesn't have to but you have as a person if you're going to be in a relationship should be willing to explore marriage within six months i mean you can meet someone and they're the one and then you don't get married for five six years but when you when you make that commitment to each other you as an individual are open to the idea of marriage does that does that make more sense? Well, uh, I mean, I think I'm also a little different. Where like I, I don't care if like the marriage thing doesn't really matter to me. It's like more of like a lifetime commitment because I don't I, think the the legality of being married means anything to me. Like a piece of paper, the, the government just says you're married means nothing to me. But I think the publicized 
commitment that you make between each other and between your friends and family and whoever else knows, I think that's what's important to me. When I want to get married, I want it to be like, I am committing to you till I die. And I'm making mm-hmm. that choice. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to stick to that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think it's nice to have a ceremony and date for that to make it. Yeah, 100%. Like, I don't know. It's but just, I, I definitely, I don't, need, I don't think I actually want to sign marriage papers. With Depends on taxes. That's true. Taxes are typically better Tax when you're married. Uh, that's yeah. true. What if we all got married together? What is it called? A forple? Oh, is that oh, legal? Can four people pole. get can four people get married? We'll find a state that does it. I don't know. I'm sure Alabama's got a county. I think probably Utah's our best bet. Mormons. Yeah. yeah. Um, what was yeah. I gonna say? I was gonna say, uh yeah, I don't know if I would necessarily want to sign. I, I mean, I guess that depends on taxes, but I don't know. I don't think I'd wanna sign. But you would want to commit. I would want to commit and I and that commitment is till death do us part, but let's say till death doesn't do us part because of some situation or you realize in five years time that like that person decides that they no longer want to be with you and that till death do this, do us, do us part shit. Like that wasn't true in that person's mind. I would fucking hate to have to go through a divorce and lawyers and paperwork and da, da, da. And I'm not saying that it should be an easy thing to step away from someone. I don't think that because I also think that like, I don't think it should be an easy thing, but I also don't, want the hassle of divorce stopping a couple from separating if they feel like it's their time to separate. I think it's interesting that you want that you like not signing it, but like you want like the, the public display of that devotion. It's not even a public display of that devotion. I, it could just be I, me. My- I want quite the opposite. Like I would almost rather prefer make that devotion to that person and like go just us two with like a priest or whatever in a church, get married under the eyes of God, not legally, you know, but like in our faith or whatever. And then, you know, have that just be a, a very, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Intimate? I, I almost don't want a public set like spectacle. I think I, not that I. You're going to have one. The girl's going to want it. I, I know. It's not that I want like a, a massive wedding, but I would like a, public or like a public you would want a massive wedding i don't want a massive wedding <laughs> i don't i don't want a massive wedding i want you should see your pinterest board <laughs> what kind of wedding do you want the, my thing is the reason why i would want a public thing is because it's a public devo- it's it's publicly acknowledging two people like i'm not just keeping this as a little secret like oh like i'm i'm telling you that i'm committed to you and then like Nobody else knows because that yeah. in my mind that means jack shit. That's like ask me to be your girlfriend and fucking no one knows. Yeah, but you'd wear the rings and stuff, and I would be do without it completely. I want open. a beautiful. So wedding. that's a public. That's a public thing. So what? Well, I I was just saying like I don't care if anyone else is there. That, then that seems to me like an intimate private mo- moment of commitment would be an engagement. I don't want anyone to be at my engagement because that's a that is your sign of devotion. That is you're committing to this person is when you get engaged. And then the wedding is a celebration of a new chapter in your life. And I'm committing myself to this person officially. And I would like to share that moment with my friends and family because this is the person I've chosen to be a part of our family. I'd almost rather have an extremely private wedding and then have a dope ass reception and then have that be the actual celebration. 
I don't give a fuck if anybody watches me say I do, but I'm going to close my eyes. I'll celebrate, you know, afterwards. See, I do. I I can't, I can't wait. I, I, the only thing I'm excited for, I want to plan. I'm, I've got a vision. I want it to be beautiful. Like I'm going to, I'm going to think it's so cool. Like designing the wedding and like what it's all going to look like. And like that, that's very cool to me. You know what I think we need to do? Plan a fake wedding. I think we need to either plan a fake wedding or get on a call with Megan. Yeah, let's get her on. Plan a let's fake just... wedding. Who's going to get married? You. Me and who? You'll meet Jared? her at the altar. Who's wearing the dress, John? Is it us two? Yeah. Or should we do a social experiment where we see who wants to be your bride oh. at a fake wedding? Okay. Okay. If you want to be what are the considered, odds? put a, your name in the comments. Jared, <laughs> and what, you must be above you're a natural, AC. John. Oh. Jared, what are the odds <laughs> you and John get legally married in Vegas? <laughs> No, <laughs> I can't do what are that. The odds? I don't. I don't feel like as an individual, I'm ready to be married within six months. Okay, so. <laughs> I know, but this is. But here's the, the podcast. Thing. What you we gotta have, get married. What What do we have? Like 24 to 48 hours to get it annulled. Yeah. Can we get it annulled? We just go to Vegas and get married. And yeah, and then get, get it annulled. annulled. And the, but you can say you're married and divorced. And I'm pretty. <laughs> I'm pretty sure. Wow. Because then anybody I meet, hilarious. anybody I meet after that, I go, oh yeah, my ex husband. <laughs> Hilarious! <laughs> hey, this is my ex-husband John. <laughs> Dude, imagine the TikTok. I, I, I there's got to be some sort of check and balance that they do. There's no way you. You and think I they can care that there. much? You can. Well, you can walk in there, and then people get drunk, married all the fucking time. I know, but like, and then get it annulled the next day. If I, if like, there's not a spark of romance between us. <laughs> I don't think they're gonna be. John, like, I know there's not a spark of romance. <laughs> between us. I also think that's kind of like. Not cool for two like hetero dudes to get married just to for fun when that's like something that was like fought for for so long for people. Okay, John, what do you take the fun out of it? <laughs> Listen, we're not putting anyone else down. We just it was a bit. You guys get married in Vegas. Sorry, I know, John. Sorry, I took it there. Yeah, this was not a political stance. This is just think about how funny that would be. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Now you have to get married to him. That would be holy shit. How much is it? No, I'm just reading the grounds for requesting an annulment in California. And the first one, the first one is the couple is related by blood. (laughs) Well, are you? No, no way. (laughs) You can request an annulment because a guy can't get it up. Did you know that? John, unreconcilable nice. differences. Well, it's incurable physical incapacity is the Dude, technical term. You know how it. bad I would be feeling? Be like, but it literally says, it, it literally says, and you guys one can't of get, the, if guys, one of the spouses has an incurable physical incapacity, this typically refers to male impotence that prevents the couple from having sexual relations. You John, can request wait, an annulment. You better be you able, guys able to get, be able to get up for each other. So then, yeah, that's your annulment reason. For him. Yeah. He can't get it up for me. Well, you guys aren't attracted to each other, so that makes sense. <laughs> Do you know that torture um, where they strap you down and like you can't move any of your limbs and they do like one drop of water on your forehead? Oh, yeah. That scares me. I Have you ever tried that? What? No, what? I feel like that wouldn't be that bad. My buddy Skylar um, got waterboarded once for fun. What's that? Oh, that was such that's, a thing. I've, I've done What's that waterboarded? Yeah. What's waterboarded? Um, it's... It's where you put a rag over someone's face and then you kind of continue like a to dump sack. Yeah, and then you continue to dump water like on their mouth and nose, like on their face, so it feels like you're drowning. 
And you, you hang them upside down too, or like you at least tilt them. Yeah. There's a few ways to do it. You can also do it in like a bathtub. Yeah. I don't know. We'll do but, it later. <laughs> <laughs> but waterboarding yeah. is my kink. <laughs> How would the drop of water on your forehead be tortured? Uh, just uh, continuously. We should do a TikTok of like who can do it the longest. Isn't it also kind of like that'd be interesting? Do that they is it is it at a constant rate or is it sporadic? So like you never know when it's going to come next. I'm not so sure. We'll I think the sporadic. Have you all watched would... Ozark? No, I, I think love that show. You know, in season three when they like lock Jason Bateman in that. Whoa, cage. whoa, whoa, whoa! I haven't seen it. Whoa. Well, this doesn't give anything away. Why are you doing that for? Well, because I didn't want to hear what he said, but then I realized no, he was talking. Making, no, it's making like a screeching noise. Oh, uh, well, yeah. Sorry. That's what? the first time we've ever had feedback. On the podcast? Yeah. Well, you, that scene in season three when oh. he, they keep him in the uh, dungeon. Hey, spoilers, man. It's, that's, it's, it's just a location. Okay, dungeon. The why, pretty... the why is the spoiler. Okay. Yeah. So I'm not telling you the why. Okay. Just telling you where. <laughs> and they just blast metal music. On repeat oh yeah, that at like, like full bo- volume, and just like leave him in there with it. That'd be bad, Jared. Would like you would you let us strap you down and do the water droplet? Yeah, I would do the water droplet. I thought you were about to say waterboarding, and I was like, you can absolutely f off. Well, it's like the insanity because you you try to fall asleep, and every time it's something like that, and your yeah. your body tries to go numb and fall asleep, but every time it does, it gets woken up by that, and that's what kind of makes you go crazy. Well, that's like the you know like the the quietest room in the world. Right. How people say like you go insane after like, I mean, I saw somebody on TikTok do a video where he spent longer than the supposed world record. Um, But I really want to go in there to see how long you could truly last. They have sensory deprivation tanks around us. We should go. I would love to do a sensory deprivation. I've been in a sensory deprivation. You know, the one, the the ones that look like eggs where they take away. Yeah. Like the little pods. They're fucking weird. I would love. It's the wor- I hated it so much. My anxiety was at an all time. I hated it. Hated I'd, it. I'd have to get out and pee. I felt like I wasn't there. I I felt. I felt. I felt like I didn't exist. <laughs> I felt. I, I'm sorry. I felt like I didn't exist. You ever have a dream where you you and you, <laughs> you and you and and then Dude, and you you want to know? I felt like I didn't exist. That's how I felt. You want to know a relaxing feeling. So when uh, so w- I went to the the desert with Riley's family for Thanksgiving and uh, Riley Lewis, yeah, yeah, her dad like drove cool. us out into like the middle of the desert and um, like we got out and we were looking at the stars and I literally laid down on some rocks and I stared up and it's pitch black outside. There's no light pollution whatsoever and you could I saw the Milky Way with my own eyes for the first time. You really? You remember when we did that together in July? Yeah. It was it was similar bed. it was similar to that but like it was even more clear than that night and I felt so transcendently relieved from that like just staring up and seeing literally the universe, you know, or like our galaxy up in the sky. I was like that is the most beautiful thing ever. It was almost like a, and it was quiet too. It was I can see it on my was, iPhone anytime, Jared. <laughs> yeah, but when you see it with your No, eyes. you don't have the Milky Way plan. <laughs> well, um, should we wrap this up? Yeah. Thank you guys so much for watching. That's it for um, this week's episode of Dropouts. We know it was a little bit different, a little bit uh deeper talking. What? Why are you doing yeah. this so low? Because, Jared, people are calm. They're probably going to bed when they're listening to this or they just want a, a calm day. This is a calm podcast. Oh, okay. If you stay to the end, um, please uh, screenshot a picture of who you, your celebrity crush was um, in middle school and, and DM it to me at Zach Justice on Instagram. 
Thank you guys so much for watching this week's is episode. That, of, is that really the sign out? Yeah. Thank you guys so much for watching this week's episode of Dropouts. <laughs> I'm Indiana. That's Sex Justice. This is Sherpa Music. And this is. I'm John Brand. John. We'll see you I'm guys. a little too loud, John. Sorry. I'm John. Thanks. We'll see you guys next week in another episode of Dropouts. Bye, my little swag daddies. Damn it. Fucking Jerry. What? what? I don't. I tried to the do wind it. chimes. I tried to do a different one. I tried to do a calmer one. <laughs> okay, because it was like. <laughs>